Anybody who's looking at going into product management, you have to really get to the problem that you're trying to solve, but have to have enough curiosity to keep asking the second and third and fourth and fifth question. What is up, futurists? This is Michael Zakhan, founder and creator of Our Future. We are redefining business media, delivering exclusive insights and career advice to young professionals. That means you. And today, you will hear from a true product expert, Marcy Daniel, the chief product officer of multi-billion dollar education tech company, Power School, which serves over 45 million students across a powerful suite of services that increase efficiency, connectivity, and power in learning. Didn't rip that off the website, I promise. So if you use Schoology in school, yeah, that's Power School right behind that. So if you use Schoology, that is Power School. They've got some facier brands, don't worry. And since we're exploring the future of education today, it made perfect sense to bring on Sia for this episode. She is a high school senior from New Jersey and a rock star member of the Our Future team. Real jack of all trades. She holds the title of head of communications, even though she was just an intern a few months ago. We got some upward mobility going on here. She's incredible. So excited to have her on. Let's dive in. Arshi, the way that I start off all my interviews is I ask my guests, when you were, when you were 20 years old, what did you see yourself doing? What did you see for the world? You've had a quite the career in, in the education space. Did, did you ever see that for yourself at, at such a young age? I actually did my senior thesis on an education technology app that I developed. So I didn't really think I would pursue it long-term, but um, I certainly have found myself back into this um, area of business and it's been super exciting. I love it because it's so mission-oriented and it plays to uh, my strengths in business and technology, so. That's great. So back in seventh grade, when my school district used uh, Power School, we used more of just the grade book side of it. So could you kind of give everybody a, like a holistic overview of what exactly it is? Because there's Unified Classroom, there's Schoology. So what is, is it and what do all of the avenues do and what do they provide to each user? So the Power School actually, as you mentioned, it um, started as a SIS or student information system, right? Which is, it is a grade book. And I'm sure as a student, that's what you experienced as a seventh grader. Um, but it actually has a much broader set of tools now. We've grown tremendously through uh, bringing a number of companies together. And so we have things like the grade book, maybe that you started with, but then we have uh, tools that are for learning like Schoology, as you mentioned, but we also have a lot of other tools that are used uh, to recruit teachers and to develop teachers and to understand um, how to do absence management, substitute teaching, um, how to get substitute teachers in the classroom. Uh, and then we have other tools that are really used more um, what we would consider kind of in the back office or finance management, all the things that organizations take to, to actually manage the operations. So we have a much broader, I guess, suite of tools now than we did, you know, just five years ago. Wow, that, that's wild. So, so Marcy, as a chief product officer, you're looking at all these different moving parts within the power school business. As a chief product officer, how do you look at such a diverse slate of products and services? How do you kind of balance attention to each one? Is there one particular service within power school that is the crown jewel? I think the main thing that we think I think about as a, you know, as a product person is we, we say personas, you know, understanding the user, because part of what power school's vision is and and what I'm driving against is thinking about all the applications that maybe a student interacts with 
And how can we improve that? So it shouldn't be a, I log into my grade book, I log into my LMS, I log into like 25 other apps that my, uh, you know, my teacher assigned me uh, for my six different classes. It should be kind of one fluid motion, you know, so single access, everything should talk to each other. Those different disparate experiences is kind of what I've been focusing my efforts on. Yeah, that, that's awesome. I feel like a lot of companies try to do too much at one time and they can kind of get lost in that. But I love your philosophy that everything talks to each other. It's a unified system. And when you help a student, you're also helping an instructor and you're also helping an administrator. And one of those systems that you talked about is Schoology mm-hmm. and um, LMS, right, which is a learning management system. And that's like such a huge thing for power school. So can you tell us why it is such a game changer? I think that um, Schoology and the LMS is a game changer because when we started, you know, several years ago of having an LMS available for students and teachers is typically it was used in what we would consider a blended learning, like you'll hear the word blended learning. So it's, you know, partially in the classroom, but maybe have some other learning that happens outside the classroom. And so um, Schoology is a bridge to, to make that happen. I think now that we've moved and stepped so much further to virtual education um, using tools like Schoology, you have one, the usage of the platform um, has significantly increased. So you have a much broader set of information to draw on to really customize and personalize learning. It's been this kind of goal uh, in education for many years is like we can do personalized education. But in order to do that effectively, you you really have to have more of the activity happening together and in a in a in a in a continuous flow. You know, if you take a consumer world, you know, streaming movies, we started out in a in in a very uh discreet place of going and picking a movie, but now because of the digitization of that process, it can be customized to the experience that that the user wants um, and that really tailors that experience for the modalities and the interest. And I think I see that direction happening for personalized learning too. And I think the LMS enables that. I think that personalized learning is so exciting because for the longest time, learning has been this one size fits all thing. You sit in the classroom and the teacher lectures. One of my early guests was a venture capitalist who wrote a book. It was pretty funny. It's called The Knucklehead of Silicon Valley. And it's about these this team who comes up with this very invasive technology to, to know exactly when a student has learned something. And it's you know obviously going to be worth a trillion dollars, this kind of technology. Is there a kind of a, a line that you think about in terms of could could this go too far in terms of collecting all this data on students in a way that might actually harm them? The experience of a student and the experience of having uh, a teacher uh, involved in that experience, I think, is a really important part. And so that the the information and the data, no different than it is today when a student like takes a test, let's say, or, you know, a quick quiz or something at the end of the day to understand it's a check for understanding. Right. Like, did they get it? Did they or do they are they still unclear? I think it just digitizes that process a bit more so that 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 information can be ready so that the teacher can guide that a bit more. The the idea that you can automate the whole thing 
I don't, I don't, that's not the direction that I've, that power school is going or that, that I think we would want to go as a, as a, as an industry in totality. Yeah. So back in 2016, early 2016 is when you joined power school. They were obviously already in the process of making all the changes that are now being implemented today, but COVID was a very recent thing. And I think that power school has really skyrocketed during COVID. So specifically in reference to COVID, when did you realize that this pandemic would change everything? You know, it's interesting because we actually had a, an executive offsite meeting about two weeks before COVID hit. Um, and in March, you know, March 16th, 13th, somewhere in there, um, as that as, as a benchmark. And the paradigm shift happened immediately. And the the model in which they were teaching happened immediately. Um, and I think those were early indicators that if it persists, then there's a lot more folks that are going to need support. How many students does, does PowerSchool serve when you look at it from a very broad level? Yeah. So as a portfolio, we have about 45 million students that wow. um, interact um, or are on some um, application in the portfolio. All of the value you guys deliver, I would assume most of it is contingent upon your customers having access to technology. Um, so I'm curious, has it been difficult to have this, this COVID situation and have the schools you work with be unable to have the, the tech and the laptops uh, for students? Um, has PowerSchool participated in any grants to provide that technology during COVID-19? I've, I've seen photos of students like sitting outside at Taco Bell on an iPad to go, try and go to school. I think very early on in um, in COVID, we recognized that access was going to be a big challenge in addition to having the application itself. Uh, we did some initiatives with AT&T um, on a broader scale. Microsoft is a core partner for us. So we were working very broadly within PowerSchool and even kind of our larger ecosystem to bring all those folks together to try to solve some of those really, really big problems. Um, and But some of those solutions needed to be much broader um, in the industry. So we were definitely um, pursuing that. And we know that that's a key element that has to, quite honestly, it's not totally solved. Um, it's it's still a challenge and we're still working with working with our districts to solve that challenge. A lot of students, I think actually hundreds of thousands of students per year apply to product management positions. I'm curious, do you look at developing PowerSchool like you're almost competing with these very slick apps that kids use on their phones and on their computers? You want to match that user experience? Uh, and further, could you just describe a bit more about what it means to work in product? You touched on it a bit earlier. So in terms of you know, developing product that um, competes uh, maybe with other um, applications. I think that, you know, a product manager is going to consider uh, really what that use case is. What are the problem they're trying to solve? Um, and certainly user experience can be a critical element to that. But there's lots of examples where maybe a user experience, it looks slick, but it doesn't function the way that that um, user or that use case uh, demands. Um, and so those are some of the, you know, you have to consider that uh, when you're uh, developing a product. I think anybody who's looking at going into product management, I think that uh, I was actually asked this on a recent um, conversation and you have to, you have to really get to the 
problem that you're trying to solve first. And then you have, a, have to have enough curiosity to keep asking the second and third and fourth and fifth question to make sure that you're building something ultimately that has longevity um, and that meets uh, the current needs, but really pushes beyond into a space that really a, an improvement of experience, improving um, that person's uh, or that individual user's you know, life uh, in terms of how they're uh, working or going to school um, or learning ultimately. What is one piece of technology that you, if you could create it with a snap of a finger, you know, like the next okay. day, it's just, it's already there. What would you create to completely change education? <laughs> oh, wow. Gosh. Well, it's, it's kind of a basic one um, that you, that we already talked about. I think that broadband access and device access is just a huge, huge barrier. I think the one thing about COVID is that we already had learning gaps. We already had access issues. We had the homework gap, all these kind of names that have been given to it. But what COVID did is it just, it amplified all of that. And so when you talk about equity and having all students be able to pursue their dreams and be able to do those things, it just made it so much bigger and wider. So it's not maybe the answer you're looking for of some fancy technology, but to be able to solve that problem, um, that would solve, I think, a lot of the other problems that we have in terms of being able to, to have students equitably learn because they they're not able to do that today. As you mentioned before, product management isn't something you can really study in college. You don't really have like a clear path to get to, say, your position. So what is your piece of career advice for anyone who is looking to get into project management? I think um, my advice would be um, really pursue, uh, I think, career experiences that enable you to work in a number of um, functional domains. Um, I think that's part of been my success is that um, I have every, uh, every career, career move I've had has been kind of a building block to ultimately where I um, ended up. So I think it's good to spend time in operations. Um, I think it's good to spend time um, maybe in a development. I've been in development roles, but that can play a lot of different, you know, it does, you don't have to be an engineer to be in some sort of product development role. So I think I think the best product managers I've seen have spent time in those different functional areas because then they have a perspective for internal stakeholders that they're um, working with, but they have an, a lot of empathy and curiosity to draw out end user needs as well. And those are the ones that they just, they're, they're fantastic because they're able to synthesize those that information and also have the curiosity to push beyond it because they want to solve the problem. Um, so that would be my advice is spend some time in the different areas because those are the best, those are the best product managers. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Marcy Daniels, Chief Product Officer at Power School, one of the world's largest education tech companies, sharing some fascinating insights and advice from her career in product and education. It was an awesome episode, super fun to bring on Sia as well. You guys will certainly hear more of her and her story as we continue to build a massive brand and expand our team. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you have a moment, helps us grow and subscribe. And check out our newsletter at ourfuturehq.com. Check us your email, thanks again. And I'm really excited to get to episode 100, got a special surprise for you. 
and I know you're staying frosty.